Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, sitting in today for Owen Schroyer. However, Owen will be Skyping in with us and taking over the next segment. He has he has some uh, very important news to break, but I just wanted to come on and give you a bit of a preview of what's coming up today. We've got Israel in the International Criminal Justice Court being accused, in my opinion, quite credibly of genocide. We'll show you some videos of that. We edited down some of the opening statements. We'll give you a nice little concise sample of what the arguments being made are. Uh, We're also going to talk about, I mean, just some absolutely insane stories. Yet another near catastrophe avoided uh, in midair as a United flight makes emergency landing only minutes after takeoff due to an open door light, possibly the same type of warning that was ignored just before the flight from Air Alaska or the Alaskan airline blew apart in midair. We've got uh, Fauci making some pretty stunning revelations in the House COVID panel. And by stunning, I mean completely non-credible, incredible, completely bizarre and absurd. And again, we'll get into that. I mean, it's, it's a lot of these stories are reminding me very much of slam dunk murder cases, I guess you could say. We've got Fauci acting like he doesn't know what the damage that he did was, right? He tells the COVID panel, he's not convinced kids suffered learning loss due to the pandemic school closures. Now that's ridiculous unless you have watched true crime documentaries and you realize that this isn't unexpected. It's the behavior of a psychopath who either cannot or willfully refuses to empathize with their victims at all. It's a self-preservation technique. But he also talks about the six-foot rule and how that came from absolutely nothing. We've got disease X. We've got cancer affecting young people. We've got just, I mean, it just goes on and on. Honestly, the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea continue unabated and lots of videos to get to elsewhere as well. I also want to say that uh, just before the show today, I know a lot of people, um, or if if you've ever had kids, you know that there's something called like mommy brain or pregnant brain where when women are pregnant and then even after, whether it's due to lack of sleep or changes in hormones, there's just a brain fog that women get. And uh, even though my youngest is about nine months old at this point, my wife recently is just like, she's just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm forgetting things. I missed an appointment yesterday and I keep losing my keys. And she's like, this has never happened to me before. And it never has. She's usually uh, very sharp. And so I was like, you know what? I bet we have something for that. I bet InfoWars has something that could benefit you. So we're going we're gonna to do a little testing on it. I'll report back how she fares with it. But just going through the uh, InfoWars store, you got BrainForce Plus, you got BrainForce Ultra. I take those, but I also am mildly addicted to caffeine, and I need something strong. My wife never drinks caffeine, really doesn't eat a lot of sugar. She doesn't eat a lot, definitely doesn't like stimulants of any sort. So I'm going with Top Brain. I'm going with Dr. Jones's Natural Top Brain Stress-Free Nootropic, the best brain-boosting supplement available on InfoWarsStore.com. So we're going to try this out. It's uh, doctor-formulated. It helps with concentration, memory, and brain support. 
And of course, it is a stress-free nootropic, meaning it's not going to make you uh, all jittery if you're not used to taking sim- uh, stimulants. So yes, folks, it's true. Not only do we actually believe the things that we say on air about the news that we cover, we also are genuine fans of the t- of the uh, products that we have at InfoWarsStore.com. And I know I've had huge success with a lot of them. So has my wife. So has my kids. Uh, but now we're going to try Top Brain, Dr. Jones's Natural, which is, of course, on sale as part of the mega sale, which I guess is still going on. It was supposed to end a few days ago. So I don't know if this is a mistake or a, a slip up, but it's not going to last much longer. I can guarantee you that. So if you do want to get up to 60% off on practically everything in the store, plus free shipping and double Patriot points, now is the time to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Maybe try some Top Brain. I'll report back in a week and uh, and and let you know if she stops losing her keys. If I have to keep looking for her phone, I'm going to go crazy. Stay tuned, folks. Owen Schroyer takes over on the other side. He's got important stuff to bring us. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room with Owen Schroyer. An honor and a privilege to be here with you on this Thursday, January 11th edition of the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. An honor and a privilege and a blessing, truly a blessing, to be alive on God's green earth with you here today. Owen Schroyer once again hosting remotely. Going to be with you here for the first segment or two. And then we'll be bringing Harrison Smith back in to host the rest of the show. Doing a great job as usual sitting in for me. I intend on being back next week. But I had to come on air today and get into a couple news stories because I'm starting to see around the corner, if you will, I'm I'm getting out my crystal ball, if you will, and we've got some proof of purchase here, but people are missing a major, major story that is developing right now geopolitically. And the backdrop here is that 2024 is going to be one of the most pivotal years ever for democracy, truly democracy. As there are elections happening all over the world, major power shifts are happening, populist movements are happening, anti-corporate global government movements are happening, anti-diversity, equity, and inclusion, anti-stop man-made climate change, carbon emissions, all that. It's, It's all starting to congregate into populist movements around the world. That's how Trump got in. That's how Bolsonaro got in. That's how Malay got in and so many others. But then the empire strikes back. They get Bolsonaro out. They get Trump out. You just saw the new person they got in Poland, Tusk, who's just a total corporate globalist shill. And so this is the back and forth. But there are headlines. And guys, I sent this to you. If you can pull it up, I can pull it up on my screen. But if you guys can pull it up, it's just a series of headlines talking about All the big corporate news push. Democracy is in danger. Why? Because elections are happening. What? Yeah, that's what the headlines say. Democracy is in danger in 2024 because elections are happening. Oh, well, that's, of course, 
hyperbolic. That doesn't make any sense. The issue for the corporate global government establishment is that they know they're unpopular and elections are now their biggest threat. Now, I'm not naive. Before you sit there and yell at your screen, I'm not naive. I know elections can be rigged and stolen and controlled. 100%. I'm not naive. I understand that. But you see, there's a certain level that they can't get away with. It happened in 2016 with Donald Trump, and we might be on a collision course with that again in 2024 with Donald Trump. But I'll get to that in a second. So what you have happening is this phenomenon where we experienced a lot of it in 2020, but it'll be global, where these leftist, socialist, corrupt, lying, skeeving, conniving candidates that are not popular at all somehow win elections. And people notice that. And see, part of the corporate global world government is to trick you into complacency and compliance. It's why they put the fluoride in the water. It's why they dumb you down with the entertainment. They want you nice and stupefied so that you voluntarily walk in to your ankle shackles and wrist shackles and voluntarily become a corporate global slave. They don't want you to realize that that's what you're walking into. So they need you nice and complacent and dumbed down and compliant throughout this process. But if they start electing these candidates that, that can't hold a rally, can't find anybody that supports them, well, people start to question that. They start to notice that. And all of a sudden, as they call the proletariat, starts to rise up, if you will, and ask questions and, and, and find different ways to seize the mechanisms of power to try to push back against the corporate global government. Okay, so, so why am I talking about all of this? A week ago, there was a headline, and you may remember this, about North Korea attacking South Korea. And as soon as I saw that, I knew exactly what that meant. Now, everybody was focusing on that region saying, oh, North Korea, North Korea, well, Trump and North Korea and this and North Korea and South Korea and looking at all this other noise about North Korea, South Korea. And, and they missed the signal. They missed the signal. But we've got the proof of receipts here. As soon as I saw that story last week, I knew one thing and one thing only. This means that China is about to make their next move. When you look at the geopolitical chessboard, it meant China is about to make their next move. And so what is the big story today? Well, you've got the Taiwanese elections coming up and, and just look at the conflicting headlines that I'm about to roll through here. And guys, pull up, pull up that tweet that I sent you from a week ago when I said this just means that China is about to make their next move. So now they're coming out with it. Here are some of the headlines today. China-Taiwan opposition warn of threat to peace from ruling party candidate. That's Reuters. Al Jazeera, Taiwan hits back at China for repeated interference in upcoming elections. BBC, Taiwan election. China warns voters, then condemns U.S. Brazen shattering. Reuters, U.S. urges China not to interfere in Taiwan elections. 
Washington Post, four ways China is trying to interfere in Taiwan's presidential elections. Politico, China bombards Taiwan with fake news ahead of elections. Politico, White House accuses Beijing of Taiwan election meddling. NBC, China tells U.S. it will never compromise on Taiwan as the island's election draws near. So you've got the back and forth of China is warning the U.S. not to rig and meddle in the Taiwanese elections. The U.S. is warning China not to rig and meddle in the Taiwanese elections. Folks, read between the lines here. First of all, this is this is all the proof positive. All these people that sit here and say, there's no meddling in elections. There's no election interference. There's no rigging of elections. Of course, this is only liberals and Democrats saying this after they win. So China and the U.S. are basically publicly announcing that they both rig and meddle in international elections. Okay, so as if we didn't already know or assume that was going on, who knows? It was probably the CIA that got Zelensky to be the president of Ukraine. But but that's a different story. But we'll tie it all in. So China says the U.S. is meddling in the Taiwanese elections. The U.S. says China is meddling in the Taiwanese elections. They're both probably right. But geopolitically, Taiwan is a hundred times more important than Ukraine and a hundred times more important than Israel to the United States. Geopolitically and strategically, it's really not even close. Uh, what, what, what advantage does the U.S. having influence in Ukraine have for the United States in foreign policy, foreign relations, and geopolitics? Well, nothing, really. We don't need the farmland. And the only benefit it has to the U.S. is to all of our corrupt leaders and corrupt politicians who launder money, launder political information, launder uh, military weapons. Ukraine is just a vassal state for Western corruption and laundering. It has no real advantage or strategic advantage for the United States or our people. What strategic or geopolitical advantage does Israel's situation have to the United States? Well, the argument you hear is, well, because it's about democracy and, and secularism and all this other stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I think democracy and, and free market republics and free speech and accepting all religions, I think that that argument stands for itself. I don't think we need another country to be out there to tell other people that that's good. I think that free market, capitalism, free speech, democracy, everything else, all that influence, I think that speaks for itself. So, so I'd like to hear another argument how Israel is so important to us geopolitically. Now, Taiwan is a completely different story. Strategically, it's right there with our ally, Japan, right there where China is trying to dominate the region. And they have massive production, and perhaps the most important, they have massive production value, including of microchips and microprocessors, which might be the most important to this. And China knows if they can seize that take control of that market, that could potentially harm the United States because guess what? China now controls most of the means of production around the world. And most importantly, China controls most of the means of production when it comes to U.S. goods. Most of the technology, everything else has its hands on China. So getting back to where we started, when, when that whole North Korea, South Korea thing kicked off, I knew that was a signal from China because North Korea is basically China's junkyard dog. They tug on the leash and, and North Korea makes a, a bark 
for the world to hear while China is arranging its its geopolitical chess pieces to make its next move. So that's the real issue. Not Ukraine, not the Middle East, China. Now, here's where it gets into a larger issue. The United States of America, including the Democrat Party, has a Biden problem. You know, there's all this rattling going about. Joe Biden's not going to make it to the finish line. Joe Biden's going to be replaced by Newsom or Michelle Obama or or something else. And, And that's all fair commentary. But Joe Biden doesn't have a choice. Joe Biden has to run for president. And there's really not much the Democrats can do about it. Joe Biden is completely compromised by the Chinese communists, as well as other countries. But but most importantly, by the Chinese communists, including his son, Hunter. Now, Hunter is being held in contempt of Congress after a little charade he pulled yesterday. Biden has to win because that's what the Chinese communists that control him are demanding. And there's really nothing the Democrats can do about it at this point. Now, they might have some agenda, the Democrats, that is, to get Joe Biden out and replace him. But Joe Biden has to run and has to win because that's what his controllers, the Chinese Communist Party, want him to do. And that's why Hunter Biden can run around completely skirting the law arrogantly in our faces because he knows that's the situation. Just like when Joe Biden came out in 2020 and said, we've created the greatest voter fraud operation of all time. Was that just a slip up or was he being honest for once in his life? And Hunter might also know that if his daddy gets in again, that means he's going to be pardoned from all of his crimes. Or even if he's not going to win again, he can just pardon him before he leaves. So you see, that's just the problem with Joe Biden and the Biden crime family being in the White House. But then you've got the wide open borders. You've got the invasion. You've got potentially Chinese troops coming in or who knows, terrorists coming in, all these different things coming in. I don't even know if that's really the angle here, but it's a potential. When you've got 7 million illegal immigrants coming in under Joe Biden, anything is possible. We don't we don't even know. But of course, we know they're stuffing them into blue states so that they can increase their electoral college count. We know that they're stuffing them into these inner cities and kicking children out of their schools, kicking hotel guests out of their hotels, taking over airports, taking over police stations, just just taking over your towns. A total invasion. Well, why would that be going on? Who's making that call? Who is facilitating, whose idea was it to launch this invasion of the United States under Joe Biden? That is the question. Is it the Chinese doing that so that they can run a smokescreen and get all of their troops in here? Again, I don't even see that as really the story here, but okay, that's a potential. The human trafficking, the weapon trafficking, the drug smuggling the political influence, the votes, the economic bomb and warfare that it is, that's an invasion happening and it's 100% facilitated 
by Joe Biden. But who's running Joe Biden? It would appear to be the Chinese communists that own him, that own him. So what does this all add up to? We don't have a president. We don't have a captain of the ship. We don't have a pilot in the cockpit. We basically have all this foreign influence and intelligence operations that are ripping America apart and destroying it at the seams. Whether it's China, whether it's foreign policy in the Middle East. Now, I think China is way more advanced, quite frankly, and they play the long game. China's been around for thousands of years, folks. They play the long game. So they're looking at things strategically from a perspective of 50 years, 100 years. Whereas other groups might look at things in more of an immediate perspective. But I would say this. I think the top three issues that we look at ahead of 2024, let's hope we can get there to the election, are a cyber attack, which I think is probably the least likely but they'll blame on Russia. I also think you have some issue in Taiwan, but Biden will stand down. And then what that does to the geopolitical atmosphere and market, time will tell. Maybe the cost of technology in the U.S. goes up 500%. Okay. But then you have a false flag to lure the U.S. into a war in the Middle East. I think that that is probably your most likely thing to happen before 2024 is a false flag to lure the U.S. into the Middle East. Now, China would be perfectly fine with that. China would give Biden the green light. Yep, go ahead. Send your troops to the Middle East and go ahead and Get the U.S. further involved in Ukraine, further involved in the Middle East, because we're going to go ahead and take Taiwan now. And they'll run a false flag and they'll blame Iran or they'll run a false flag and maybe blame Hamas or something like that. But let's fathom something for a second. Now, this clip is going viral. Now, I don't really take any weight from political opinions from, you know, teenagers or, or, or young people that haven't really seen the world. But this clip is going viral, and it's not that her opinion necessarily matters. She obviously gets this opinion from her parents. But the notion, listen to, the, listen to what this young girl has to say about the U.S. going to war for Israel. You know, I think it's so funny that so many Gen Zers in America are supporting Hamas. Because with the way things are going with the world, who do you think is going to be the ones getting drafted to fight them? It's going to be you guys. Now, obviously, that's her parents telling her that. She doesn't come up with that opinion on her own. But the problem is we're faced with a real situation with a war in Ukraine and then another war in the Middle East and then who knows, a war in Taiwan. And and what are we going to do? Are they going to start drafting people? Are they really going to bring back the draft? Or is this just is this just it? Now, the truth is, Israel needs the U.S. to be a strong military power. They need it. Well, it's weakened under the Democrat Party leadership, under Barack Obama and now Joe Biden. The the American might of the military 
has been weakened. Now, we still might have great minds and great men, but they're no longer volunteering and they're getting out as quickly as possible. They don't want to deal with the woke mind virus that's taking it over. So this is our geopolitical situation heading into the 2024 presidential election. We have a puppet president controlled by China. We have the Taiwanese elections where the U.S. and China are both meddling and have their own their their own missions and agendas there. You have, an I, I would say, false flag imminent to try to draw the U.S. into the Middle East. And then the situation in Ukraine probably isn't going to lighten up anytime either because the deep state needs Ukraine as a vessel state. Now, where does the U.S. come into play here? Where does the U.S. needs and the American people's needs come into play? Well, it doesn't because illegal immigrants are ahead of you in line. So this is where we're currently at, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States of America. So I would just say you need to be the best person you can be. You need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare your family. And and you really need to get your friends and family as aware of the current times we're living in because they will be shell-shocked. They will be shell-shocked if they're not prepared for this. Now, I'm hoping that all turns out well. I still see a light at the end of the tunnel. I still see a, a, a path to victory for the American people to rid ourselves of all this corruption. But it's going to be a difficult path, no doubt. Now, Harrison Smith about to take over for me. I'm signing off for the day. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the war room when I'm here, when I'm gone, and supporting us at InfoWarsStore.com. That's how everything we do here is possible. That, that big, beautiful desk that Harrison has there with the screens behind it and that beautiful, incredible, multifaceted and talented crew that is behind him as well. It's all made possible with your support at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm product the products at InfoWarsStore.com. I implore you to shop there, and I will be back next week. See you then. Twenty-nine years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. The outpost on the front lines of the information battlefield. War Room with Harrison Smith. Now this is what they do to me, folks. This is, this is the respect I get. Owen takes vacation, asks if I can cover War Room. I say yes. Then Owen comes in and covers basically everything I was going to cover in 30 minutes. <laughs> he, just, he just takes two segments and he just goes down the list of all the things that I was going to cover. 
and he just he says all the things I was going to say. <laughs> no, of course I'm joking, but he did uh, really tie it all in together, didn't he? And, th- and you know what you come away with after listening to Owen go through all of the various threats that we face here in 2024 is that something's going to happen. We don't know exactly what it is. It could be one thing, and it could be all of them. There's no reason why there will be a cyber attack and no new disease. They can both happen, the war in the Middle East and the war in Taiwan and the greater conflict with Russia. Not only is it possible for all three of these to start, if one of them starts, the likelihood of the other two is massively increased. So you know, to steal the term from Klaus Schwab, this is truly a polycrisis we're dealing with here, a true polycrisis. However, the crisis is not natural. It's not some unavoidable occurrence. It's the choices being made by the people ruling us, which makes it all the more dangerous. We can deal with legitimate emergence of diseases. We can deal with hurricanes and earthquakes and all the other things that nature can throw at us. We're pretty good at handling those things. But when the people in charge are doing this on purpose – when they're driving us towards, towards World War III by design, well, now we're in an extremely dangerous situation, just like with illegal immigration. Do you think it's hard to stop illegal immigration? You think this is something that we can't do, can't figure out, can't get a handle on? It's literally as simple as a wall. If you can build a wall, you can stop illegal immigration. If you can patrol, you can stop immigration. If you have a military, you can stop illegal immigration. So the problem we're facing is not immigration. It's not the threat of conflict in the Middle East. It's the people in charge. Our biggest threat are the office holders. The biggest threat, even beyond the elected office holders, are the people that control them and run the operation behind their back. As Owen pointed out, we don't have a president right now. Joe Biden, for all intents and purposes, might as well be a slab of meat. He's on vacation 40% of his entire presidency and he occasionally takes a little bit of time off from his voca- uh, vacation to deliver a speech where he calls us terrorist and a danger to democracy and says we're all going to be eliminated and brags about throwing all of our friends in jail so we don't really have a president who do we have running things we have unelected appointed bureaucrats i never voted for anthony blinken i never voted for victoria newland i never voted for lloyd austin or any of the top brass in the military, but they're the ones controlling things. They're the ones pulling the strings. They're the ones actually making things happen. The Lloyd Austin sickness is maybe the best example that there were major, major military actions taken while he was missing. So who gave those orders? Who is really running things behind the scenes and what is their intention? And if you look at their actions, ignore their words and just look at what they're doing It's pretty obvious they're doing absolutely everything they possibly can to start World War III. And they're doing it in a way that's sophisticated, right? They could start World War III by launching a nuke and just, you know, going gloves off. But they want to start World War III in a way that makes them look innocent, in a way that gets people to fight for them. Now, in terms of the military draft, in terms of actually physically fighting these wars, you think they're going to try to draft Americans? Do you think they'll – Look at the last time the draft was active. It was the Vietnam War, and it damn near destroyed this country. Actually, now that I say that out loud, maybe that's exactly what they'll do. 
I mean, their intention is to destroy this country, so maybe they will institute a draft, but I don't think they will because I think that then forces people into the position of you fight for this regime or you fight against this regime. I don't think we're going to have a lot of people fleeing to Canada this time. I think we'd have a lot of people going, oh, you're going to draft me? Come and get me. And that's something that I think the deep state wants to avoid at all costs, at least until they can get gun control in place. Right? First, they'll get gun control in place, and then they'll do with us what they will. But right now, we have all the guns, and a lot of people are just sort of, sort of itching for a fight. So I don't think they're going to start a draft because that's the fight that Americans are looking for and that the deep state will lose. So they're not going to do that. The three things Owen identified there, cyber attack, a.k.a. war with Russia, Taiwan, and the war in the Middle East. When it comes to Taiwan and the election interference, if I was China, my strategy would be Hong Kong 2.0. The Hong Kong people in 2019 rose up against Chinese influence, and it was all centered around an election where it was you know, up for debate whether Hong Kong would enter into the Chinese sphere of influence or whether they would maintain and retain their historical freedoms that they inherited from British occupation. We saw massive protests, huge uprising in Hong Kong, but it was put down. It was silenced. The Chinese party won the election, and that's that for, Taiwan, or that's that for Hong Kong. No war necessary. Just manipulation, manipulation and oppression, and China wins. So I'd be interested to see if they take a similar tactic with Taiwan. But it's not out of the question that they launch militarily against Taiwan anyway. In terms of war with Russia, it seems absurd at this point because of the abject failure of the Ukrainian military activity. Ukraine has lost at this point. Of course, you can also look at Ukraine when it comes to, as the, the Bloomberg article said, the danger of elections. Well, they canceled their elections, right? So we're defending democracy by canceling elections. This is an irony that is pervasive in this world. But you would think that it's absurd that the war with Russia would even continue, let alone expand. But why not? But why wouldn't it? Sweden just warned its population to get ready for war. They're not getting ready for war with China. They're not getting ready for war in the Middle East. They're getting ready for war with Russia. And just because the Ukrainian project has failed to bring about a wider conflict or to weaken Russia whatsoever, there's a sunk cost fallacy that our leadership is contending with now where we spent so much money and so much effort into this. They want to get something out of it, and that something is wider war with Russia and they could launch that through a falsified cyber attack. I think that's a very distinct threat that we face. And then, of course, there's the war in the Middle East, which, as we've reported on since the beginning, is almost it's almost inevitable at this point that it spirals out of control. Nothing is being done to slow the expansion of this war. In fact, it seems like everybody involved is doing everything within their power to accelerate that. You've got immigration. You've got all the things that they can try to pull with Trump, Trump assassination, uh, they throw him in jail. I mean, he's still facing charges that will send him to jail for a very long time. Wonder if they're calculating that in their projection of the next year. 
And I think the number one threat, I agree completely with Owen, is the Middle East. And in particular, drawing America into the Middle East through a false flag attack. And they're already sending these signals. American intel officials warn of risk of Hezbollah attacking U.S. We'll we'll get into this on the other side because if you've been following us since October 7th, you know that I've, since the very beginning, talked about the importance geopolitically of Hezbollah and how that has to be the number one focus. That's the biggest threat to Israel. And Israel right now is... I mean, their number one concern is to bring America into the war specifically against Hezbollah to handle them because Israel can't do it by themselves. So we'll be looking for that. But in addition, I think all these stories about the danger of elections, the danger, the threat to democracy that elections pose, this all seems very obvious to me, like signaling. We'll see this continue throughout the year, and maybe by the time November rolls around and one of these false flags goes off, people will be primed and ready to accept that the election has to be canceled for the sake of democracy. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are. And that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taking place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Blessed is the man that had not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seat of the pestilent. Hallelujah. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's almost, it's almost like they were listening. Ooh, they did add a beat. I knew it was going to sound good. That's the crew working overtime behind the scenes. 
Almost like they were listening to me, folks. I said in the last segment that I think the Mideast is the number one flashpoint out of all of the possible disasters that face us in 2024. It seems as though the Middle East is the uh, one of primary focus for American leadership, at least. And it's like they were listening to me. As we were talking, it was announced that new airstrikes are going to be launched against the Houthis in Yemen. U.S. and U.K. prepared to launch strikes against the Houthis in Yemen. Experts believe Western allies most likely to target coastal sites in an attempt to halt spate of Houthi attacks in the Red Sea. Now, we'll see how this goes. Again, this is extremely dangerous. Uh, Yemen has said before that if they were to be attacked in a full force sort of way, then they would launch attacks as they can against the very nearby Saudi oil fields, which would be absolute collapse in terms of energy prices, energy availability, which means prices of everything everywhere. So that could be very bad. Now, as far as I know, the Saudi Arabians aren't at this point officially associated with this coalition, so maybe we'll avoid that. But again, we talked about this yesterday, the failure of Americans to halt attacks through intimidation or diplomacy. So now it looks like we're going straight to war. Now, meanwhile, American intel officials warn of risk of Hezbollah attacking U.S. Again, the number one concern for Israel is getting America into the conflict in a very real way, specifically to defeat Hezbollah. And it has been, and we've been telling you this since October 8th. U.S. officials assess that there's a risk Lebanese Hezbollah militants will strike Americans in the Middle East and even potentially hit inside the United States for officials familiar with the intelligence told Politico. The Iran-backed militant group would likely target U.S. personnel in the Middle East first, the officials said, and U.S. intelligence agencies are gathering data on Hezbollah to suggest it could be considering overseas attacks on both U.S. troops or diplomatic personnel overseas, two of the officials said. The chance for an assault on U.S. soil is also growing as tensions in the region escalate. Obviously, it's a possibility. Obviously, with the open borders, it wouldn't be exactly difficult to smuggle in people or explosives or whatever to commit a terrorist attack here in the United States. However, that is completely and totally out of line with Hezbollah's behavior for their entire existence. It's often lumped in with organizations like Al-Qaeda or the Taliban, and we can even get into how legitimate those threats are or how controlled they are by the intelligence agencies or even ISIS, right, which is very much a creation of the American and Israeli intelligence apparatus. But Hezbollah has been around for about 45 years, and they're officially designated as a terrorist organization, but they almost exclusively operate on Lebanese soil or Syrian soil with invitation from the uh, Syrian regime to fight against ISIS there. And I I, I even double-checked this because I I was just sort of going off the top of my head, and I tweeted this out today, and somebody said, what are you talking about? They commit terror attacks all the time all over the place. Not really, not really. The only examples I could find were in Argentina in the early 80s when it was like Hezbollah-affiliated groups. So it was like not even Hezbollah, and it wasn't even confirmed, and they never really took credit for it. So they don't... They aren't your your typical, you know, they like condemned Al-Qaeda for 9-11. And they almost exclusively operate in defense of Lebanon and, uh, and Lebanese, Lebanese uh, sovereignty. What that means is that 
if there were to be some big terrorist attack on American soil to be blamed on Hezbollah, well, you just shouldn't believe it. It's just not really what they do, and strategically it would be the worst possible decision they could ever make. But that hasn't stopped America from pulling off false flags like that before, after all. America, Americans, American spokespeople with a very straight face told you that it was Russia that bombed the Nord Stream pipeline. Okay. Or it was American officials that told you that Bashir al-Assad, out of nowhere, did the one thing that Barack Obama told them would bring America into the conflict, right? So you've got these conflicts where the only thing that could make them lose is America getting involved, and then they tell us that they do the one thing that would get America involved, right? Barack Obama says, we're not, we're not involved in Syria, but if they, bomb, if they do a chemical attack on their own people, then we will get involved. And then they do a, a chemical attack on their own people, which has been absolutely and officially proven to not have happened. But that was the uh, message sent out. So I'm seeing a very similar sort of timeline uh, happen with Hezbollah. But I also have suspicions, even on the intelligence that they're claiming to be gathering. We'll go to clip 11 here. Uh, John Kirby has asked about... Uh, the rising risk of Hezbollah striking Americans. And let's see what he has to say. Uh, clip 11, guys. Um, so political reports that according to U.S. officials, there is a rising risk of Hezbollah striking Americans in the Middle East or here in the United States. So uh, is there anything you can say about that? Has the, the threat environment changed in that regard? I would just say... Uh, that we're constantly monitoring reports coming out of the region. Uh, we're certainly um, monitoring um, as best we can reports coming out of, uh, of Lebanon and mindful of the increased tensions there at that northern border uh, between Israel and, uh, and southern Lebanon. Um, we don't want to see the conflict es escalate. Uh, we haven't seen Hezbollah take steps to do that in any meaningful way in terms of like really coming to the assistance of Hamas. Um, and as for threats to American citizens, I'm not going to get into intelligence assessments from here. I would just tell you that we watch this very, very closely, and we will do everything we can to, to make sure that Americans traveling overseas uh, have the information that they need to be, to be safe. So, again, confirming and using very uh, vague wording, right, reports coming from the region. Well, what else is in the region? These reports are probably coming from Israel. And whether it would be an American false flag on Americans or an Israeli false flag on Americans or whether this would just spiral out into a wider conflict with Iraq. Uh, Iraq wants to expel American uh, – all the American bases and all the American servicemen out of their country. Uh, Hezbollah Iraq, the Iraqi branch of Hezbollah has launched attacks against Americans recently. You've got the Houthis in, Yeban in uh, Yemen uh, who – are also a part of this axis of resistance that we've been talking about for a while. And I just want to do a little a little flashback here just to remind everybody what a horrible idea this is. I shouldn't have to, right? It's like telling a burn victim who's like got third-degree burns on 90% of their body, don't go near the fire. So we've been burned so badly by war in the Middle East before. I can't believe I'm having to play this video, but I'm going to. It's clip number 21 from yesterday, guys. Just a little quick reminder of what happened last time that we delved fully into the conflict in the Middle East. Why would we ever do anything to even approach this situation again? 
or rather, should I say, why are we getting involved in this again? Let's watch. I'm not washing my hands for what happened in the you past. You killed a that million a people in Iraq. That is a separate... You killed a million people in Iraq. It's incredible that you have the brass neck to be sitting here now urging another Iraq war. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. I want to tell you, they lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none, and they knew there were none. Mr. Black, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you lied? You lied about weapons of mass destruction. You lied about connections to 9-11. You lied would we want to go down this path again? Why would we want to once again enter into a conflict so utterly divorced from any of our own national interest? Not just divorce. I mean, not just that we don't have interest there. It's the opposite of our interest. It did nothing but weaken us, nothing but waste money and lives and our reputation overseas. And yet we're doing it again. We're just walking blindly into this fire once again, despite every warning telling us not to, despite the ability to prevent this at any stage of the process. We could, have put a, we could have put the brakes on Israel in October. We could have done it in November. We could have done it in December. We could do it in January. We are allowing this to excel, accelerate. We're allowing this to expand. Israel is also getting involved in the bombing of Yemen now. So now it's Yemen and it's Lebanon and it's Iraq and it's, it will eventually be Iran. And it's on purpose because these people want war because it serves them. We'll be right back to break it down more. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Smith invites you to the war room, the command center in the battle for clarity and truth. If you look at the agenda of the globalists, there's one thing that would serve their designs greater than any other event, and that would be the outbreak of a global war. Depopulation, control, the excuse to censor, the excuse to demand absolute control over everything, to reorganize the society as they see fit. That's what happens when wars start. But they also have to contend with humanity. They also have to do it in a way that conceals their own involvement, their own complicity, and their own 
intentions in all of this. But you saw in that last video I just played, when these people who have done this already, again, this is not speculation. This is not, you know, just like warning against something that might happen in the future. These people that are doing it right now are the same ones in a lot of cases who did it to us already. And watch her eye roll when she's told she killed a million people. It's an exasperated sigh, an eye roll. What he's saying is true. You killed a million people. And her response is, ugh, whatever, right? They don't care. They'll kill a billion people. They don't give a damn. They literally roll their eyes when confronted with the fact that they've killed a million people with their lies. Donald Trump got booed by the establishment when he called out the lie of weapons of mass destruction. These people will do it again. They'll do it in a heartbreak, and it's not even – I mean it's literally the same people. It's literally Victoria Newland. It's literally Anthony Blinken. I mean these – it's the exact same people that got us into the Iraq war in the first time that started the conflict in Ukraine already. They're just still doing it, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Obviously, I think the Middle East is the primary flashpoint for this. I think that is of greatest concern for the people in Washington, D.C. who run our foreign policy. I think their primary mission is to bring America into the conflict in a a real way. I think they're getting their wish in Yemen, and I think they are willing and able to kill the necessary number of Americans, blame it on Hezbollah, in order to you know, bring in the rest of the population. Now, there's something behind this that I hinted at yesterday but didn't actually get to. I think it's an incredibly important article from Politico. It's called Benjamin Netanyahu is Losing Control. So he's been the prime minister of Israel off and on for 16 years. And this is what it says. I mean, just this first page sort of lays out a terrifying reality. U.S. officials have to work with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as they try to contain the Israel-Hamas war, which we're failing to do. It is spiraling out of control. The pressure we bring to bear on Israel is either non-existent, fake, or just not enough to get them to change their practices at all. And we'll get into that a little bit more in terms of the accusations of genocide, etc. But some are starting to wonder if he's really in charge. The Israeli leader is trying to stay in office and avoid prison on corruption charges, two linked desires that have long made him vulnerable to the demands of far-right members of his governing coalition. Now, an Israeli Supreme Court ruling against his effort to overhaul the judiciary may make him even more susceptible. Far-right figures, notably ministers Smotrich and Ben Gavir, harbor deep anti-Palestinian views and are resistant to U.S. proposals that they consider too friendly to the Palestinians. If they abandon Netanyahu's coalition, he could lose his prime ministership, increasing his legal peril. So what are they saying here? They're saying that Benjamin Netanyahu has to behave in a way that comports with the desires of the most extreme members of his party or else he'll lose his position, lose his legal cover, and be charged. So America is being held hostage by Israel. Israel is being held hostage by Bibi Netanyahu. Bibi Netanyahu is being held hostage by the most extreme members of his right-wing Likud party who are have a sort of Damocles hanging over him, have a really powerful blackmail tool where they say, we'll just, we'll just drop you if you don't do what we say, and then you'll be probably sent to prison on corruption charges. So the world is being held hostage by Jewish extremists, genocidal maniacs. 
That's not a good situation to be. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. All right, so we'll, we'll move on in just a second because there's COVID news to talk about. There's uh, Trump corruption news to talk about and some videos to show you. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll finish up with the coverage of the Middle East here, and we'll, we'll get into the uh, ICJ, the International uh, Court of Justice, with Israel itself on trial under the charge of genocide. We'll show you some opening arguments from that. And, you know, we know that just as in America, in Israel, it's not really the people in office that are making the decisions, right? You've got strings being pulled above even the highest rungs of the Israeli government. However, I think there is something to this Politico article where they talk about Benjamin Netanyahu's legal trouble and the fact that if he doesn't appease the most extreme members of his party. So this is basically – so basically all this is happening to keep Benjamin Netanyahu in power, I guess. I guess that's why we're starting World War III so that the most extreme and – truly detestable members of the Likud party who say things that, I mean, you just can't even imagine anybody else saying. Just, we're, you know, we're dealing with animals here. We're going to wipe them all out. I mean, they're literally, we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that because that has to go with the um, genocide charges. And so we are being held hostage. The world is being held hostage. By, as I said before, Jewish supremacist, imperialistic psychopaths, genocidal maniacs. Why is America so tied into this? Well, that, that take a lot, a lot longer than three hours to explain, but I mean, it's not that hard to comprehend. And even if you didn't comprehend the control mechanisms by which the superpower, the world's greatest strongest nation in history uh, is is seemingly just enthralled, completely captured and controlled by this, this little European colony in the Middle East. Just look at the behavior. And I've laid it out many times before, but you can just go through the you can go through the stories where it's just seven, eight times since October seventh, we've sent secretaries of state and national security advisors and the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They've gone to Israel and they make public the mission. Now, if we were totally and absolutely controlled by Israel, I don't think they would make these statements where they say we're going in order to demand that they stop targeting civilians. We're going over there to try to prevent the spiraling out of this conflict into a wider regional conflagration. You know, if they were just totally controlled by Israel, they wouldn't make those statements because it's embarrassing when you say we're going to go and demand a ceasefire, we're going to go and demand a two-state solution only to get there and for them to almost like, I mean, you know, metaphorically spit in your face, but just deliberately do the thing that you're going there to ask them not to do, right? They go to say, we don't want this spiral out of control. Israel's like, yeah, well, we just bombed Lebanon and Syria and Yemen. What are you going to do about it? And we say, okay. We go and we say, you got to stop targeting civilians. The next day, they launch the biggest attack on Gaza yet and kill thousands of civilians in one day. So that's humiliating. 
for America, for the Biden administration, for the individuals involved. So there is some conflict going on here. There is some uncertainty. There's some, some you know, it's not quite the, the smoothest operation. Now, it would be different if they were just going over there and going, we're going over to give Israel everything they need and support them 100%. They don't say that. But again, you don't need to have some big conspiracy about Israel controlling America. You just have to look at the, the actions. Obviously, we don't control Israel. Obviously, Israel acts with impunity. But every time there's a vote at the UN, every time there's an opportunity for America to actually intervene and prevent the ongoing massacre in Gaza, we step up for Israel and protect them from the rest of the world. It wouldn't – we – and I mean you know, Israel, it's like I don't want them to be destroyed. But if America just, just went, you know what? We're just not going to protect you anymore. You know, we're not going to hurt you, but we're just going to withdraw protection from you. We just, we're not going to war with Lebanon. We're not going to war with Yemen. We're not going to war with Iran. We're not going to spend another trillion dollars and kill another million people just so you can have some beachfront property in Gaza. We're just not going to do that. That's all it would take. That's all it would take for this all to be over. And Israel could just stop at any point as they could have since October. They continue to genocide a population. We continue to back them up. The conflict continues to spiral out of control. As you have Iran now has captured a uh, American associated vessel. The Houthis, I guess, are now going to be the subject of bombing, meaning we are going to war with Yemen. These are the choices they're making rather than just not doing any of this. And that is literally the other option. One option is start another Middle East war that America is involved in. It will spiral out into World War III. It will make every other flashpoint that much more dangerous. That's option A. Option B is uh, we just don't do that. And America's great. And we're fine. And everything's fine. And the people in Gaza get to live in Gaza. So those those are the choices. And we've chosen war. Iran seizes oil tanker involved in U.S.-Iran dispute in Gulf of Oman. The St. Nicholas ship. It's an oil tanker involved in U.S.-Iran dispute in the Gulf of Oman, which state media says was seized in the Tokyo Bay, Japan, October 4th, 2020. Iran seized a tanker with Iraqi crude destined for Turkey on Thursday in retaliation to the confiscation last year of the same vessel and its oil by the United States. Iranian state media reported a move likely to stoke regional tensions. But I guess, you know, going back to schoolyard rules, who started it? Who started it? Why did, we st- why did we seize this ship last year or in 2020? Why are we provoking Iran? Because we want the war. Because we want World War III. And where this is even more complicated is the army can't even recruit people anymore because they have gone out of their way to exp- explicitly demonize the very people that the United States Army relies on. Army sees sharp decline in white recruits. Another way to phrase this would be Army sees decline in registration by people who the regime calls terrorists and domestic supremacists and and dangerous, hateful bigots. Oh, gee, you demonize and dehumanize and despise young white men, and then you're like, come fight for us, come put your life on the line for us. We hate you, but come sign up. We want you dead. We want you dispossessed. We want your people obliterated. 
and your culture supplanted. But come put your life on the line for us. I'm, you know, what did they expect? What did they expect? So now we don't even have enough recruits, and it's it is truly dropped off. I mean, it's really dropped off. It's it's gone from like uh, 2018, 44,000 new Army recruits were categorized by the service as white. That number has fallen consistently each year to a new low of 25,000 in 2020, with a 6% dip between 2022 and 2023 being the most significant drop. In 2018, 56% of new recruits were categorized as white. In 2023, that number had fallen to 44%. Again, what do you th- what did you think was going to happen? So maybe they will have to do a draft since they can't get people to volunteer for their World War III suicide mission. Which again, just increases the danger across the board. Inside paper, U.S. envoy says diplomatic solution needed for Lebanon-Israel escalation. A U.S. envoy said Thursday both Lebanon and Israel prefer a diplomatic deal to end hostilities on the border where Hezbollah and Israeli forces have exchanged fire since Gaza war began. And the diplomatic solution would be to actually discuss this and just stop. You could just stop. But instead, I see much more likely that the people in charge of both America and Israel would do some false flag. They might. I mean, you see the way they roll their eyes at killing a million people. You know, what's a thousand people? You know, kill a thousand Americans. Who cares? You get your war. So they'll do it. So maybe there will be a, a massive false flag that they'll blame on Hezbollah and maybe Americans really are so asleep that they'll fall for it but I think if they run the calculations they'll see that this is a no-go and that Americans are not going to fall for this again and hopefully InfoWars has had something to do with that trend January 2024 is here and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com free shipping and double Patriot points this is one of the biggest deals of the year and it supports the InfoWar and we're selling out a lot of these products it'll be months and months till more are back in stock whether it's books films t-shirts you name it you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or Wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter, and you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you.
Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, folks. We aren't going to be able to go to the whole video, even though I did shorten it down. I took about a 20-minute opening statement from South Africa, presented today in front of the uh, International Court of Justice, and got it about half half as long. It's, it's about 10 minutes. You can find the full thing on, on my Twitter, at Harrison H. Smith, but we'll show you about... Uh, as much of it as we can here in this segment. Maybe we'll carry it over to the other side, but just to give you the breakdown, it is day one of the ICJ genocide hearings against Israel. The International Court of Justice in The Hague has held the first of two-day hearing in South Africa's genocide case against Israel over the war in Gaza, even as the hearing, which will span Thursday and Friday, was being conducted. The ongoing bombardment of the Gaza Strip by Israeli forces killed more than 100 Palestinians and injured nearly 200 over the latest 24-hour reporting period. Uh, So yes, uh, and... I, I do understand. I do get the irony of South Africa, which is, for all intents and purposes, currently genociding its minority population, bringing charges against Israel, who is currently genociding its minority population. It's – I was trying to think of where the quote's from, but there's some show where it's two kids fighting. The dad separates them and goes, kids, kids, you're both just awful. <laughs> you're both terrible, but – one of you has to be held to account, right? And if it's the other one to do it, wonderful. Let's let's do that. So I'll show you the opening statement where the uh, representative lawyer for South Africa uh, lays out a series of statements made by the Israeli authorities that are pretty unambiguously genocidal. So let's go to that now, and we may finish it up on the other side, but here at least is the first few minutes, uh, shortened and edited by myself, uh, of South Africa's Opening statement to the International Court of Justice, clip number six. Prime Minister Netanyahu, in his address to the Israeli forces on 28 October 2023, preparing for the invasion of Gaza, urged the soldiers to remember what Amalek has done to you. This refers to the biblical command by God to Saul for the retaliatory destruction of an entire group of people known as the Amalekites put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. The genocidal invocation to Amalek was anything but idle. It was repeated by Mr. Netanyahu in a letter to the Israeli Armed Forces on 3 November 2023. The Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, Israel's parliament has called for the erasure of the Gaza Strip from the face of the earth. The defense minister, Yoav Gallant, gave a situation update to the army where he said that as Israel was imposing a complete siege on Gaza, there would be no electricity, no food, no water, no fuel. Everything would be closed because Israel is fighting human animals. The theme of destruction of human animals was reiterated by an Israeli army coordinator of government activities in the territories on 9 October 2023, who, in an address to Hamas and the residents of Gaza, stated that Hamas has become ISIS 
and that the citizens of Gaza are celebrating instead of being horrified. He concluded that human animals are dealt with accordingly. The language of systematic dehumanization is evident here. Human animals. Both Hamas and civilians are condemned. The Minister of Energy and Infrastructure, Israel Katz, called for the denial of water and fuel, as this is what will happen to a people of children killers and slaughterers. This admits of no ambiguity. It means to create conditions of death of the Palestinian people in Gaza. To die a slow death because of starvation and dehydration, or to die quickly because of a bomb attack or snipers, but to die nevertheless. Heritage Minister Amichai Eliyahu said that Israel must find ways for Gazans that are more painful than death. As President Isaac Herzog has joined the ranks of those signing bombs destined for Gaza. Having previously noted that the entire population in Gaza is responsible and that this rhetoric about civilians not aware, not involved, is absolutely not true. We will fight until we break their backbone. The Minister of National Security repeated the President's statements that Hamas and civilians are responsible in equal measure. On 10 November 2023, in a televised interview, he stated that when we say that Hamas should be destroyed, it also means those who celebrate, those who support, and those who hand out candy. They are all terrorists, and they should also be destroyed. The genocidal intent behind these statements is not ambiguous to the Israeli soldiers on the ground. Indeed, it is directing their actions and objectives. These are the soldiers repeating the inciting words of their prime minister. obviously believe that this language and their actions are acceptable because the destruction of Palestinian life in Gaza is articulated state policy. Senior political and military officials encouraged without censure the 95-year-old Israeli army reservist Ezra Yachin, a veteran of the Deir Yassin massacre against the Palestinians in 1948, to speak to the soldiers ahead of the ground invasion in Gaza. I quote, Be triumphant and finish them off, and don't leave anyone behind. Erase the memory of them. Erase them, their families, mothers, and children. These animals can no longer live. If you have an Arab neighbor, don't wait. Go to his home and shoot him. We want to invade, not like before. We want to enter and destroy what's in front of us and destroy houses, then destroy the one after it. With all of our forces, complete destruction, enter and destroy. Any suggestion that senior politicians did not mean what they said, much less that the meaning was not understood by soldiers in Gaza, would be without any merit. The scale of destruction in Gaza, the mass targeting of family homes and civilians, 
So that's just a little taste of the uh, opening statement from South Africa using the words of the Israeli leadership combined with the actions of the soldiers on the ground to say not only uh, was this language genocidal, but the language informs the actions, and the actions are genocidal as well. Now, we'll we'll move on in the next uh, segment. You can find that full video on my Twitter at Harrison H. Smith. It is the first day of the uh, genocide hearing, and it will continue into uh, tomorrow, but just – on top of all of it, I remind you, and I covered this story yesterday, the maps are already ready. The reference, uh, the conference that calls for settlement in the Gaza Strip has published its plans for settlement in that area. And Israeli MPs hold meeting on building settlements in Gaza. They're already recruiting settlers to go uh, take over that land there. So this was the intention from the beginning, and we told you from the beginning that this was the reason behind all of this. It had nothing to do with October 7th, except that that gave them the excuse to annex Gaza, which was their intention from the first place, drive out or kill the people there. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. All right, folks, we're going to move on to some uh, domestic concerns here. And look, whether it's disease X, and we'll talk about the signaling that's going on threatening another and perhaps this time a real deadly pandemic and that again is the is the real danger is that we've been primed through covid to reject uh, anything that the medical establishment is telling us so you know if i was the evil man behind the curtain if i really wanted to screw over my enemies the freedom loving human beings of planet earth uh, i would release a real disease with a real vaccine because then all, all the people that you know did either fell for the vaccine the first time or never fell for the vaccine. They'll think it's the same play. They'll go, ah, oh, they're trying to do this again. I'm not going to take that vaccine. But what if this time the disease is actually extremely dangerous? I don't know. It's a possibility. But whether it's disease X or the war in Taiwan or the war in the Middle East or the whatever, there's so many things that are threatening us. And and I do get a very strong 2020 feeling, not of – not of nostalgia, more of a premonition. As again, when they were going to steal the election, and we called them stealing the election in 2020, months before it ever happened, it was obvious. We called the lockdown. We called the vaccine. We called everything. It was obvious how the, how the play was going to go, and a lot of it had to do with the signaling done by the mainstream media as they were writing articles 
prepping and priming America to accept not knowing what the results of the election would be on election night, priming them to think that there's going to be a red uh, a red mirage where it was going to look like Trump was winning, but then you just wait because Biden's going to win eventually. Like they were literally projecting this out to people, and it worked when it happened, when in the middle of the night, hundreds of thousands of votes came out of nowhere and flipped the results in the key suing states and nowhere else, by the way. Everybody said, well, yeah, that's called a red mirage. We were, we were ready for this. We knew this was going to happen. So they primed the people with the mindset that they wanted them to have before they ever committed the crime. So when the crimes committed, people – it just comports exactly with what people were expecting. And that's what I see them doing now with all of these fear-mongering articles about, as Bloomberg puts it, 2024 is the year of elections, and that's a threat to democracy. So you know, it'll be – they're priming people so that – you know. They'll do a disaster. They'll start a war. They'll do a cyber attack or a disease of some sort, and they'll say, you know, we just we got to cancel elections for the sake of democracy. We got to cancel elections. So people are being primed right now to think that elections are a threat to democracy. I know, just I know, I know. It's crazy. It is crazy, but hey, the vaccine makes you get the disease, so you know everything's retarded at this point. We just have to understand that. So yes, they are priming people to believe. That the election is a is a threat. They're hyping up people's anxiety about the election, which really seems to point to the fact that come October, they'll say, you know, we just we're not going to have the election this year. It's too dangerous. It's too risky for the sake of democracy. We're not going to have an election. And people by that point will be so worked up. They'll be so primed. They'll go, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. No election. Trump won't take over and be a dictator. Wow, thank goodness. So they'll actually be happy that the election will be canceled. That really does seem what they're priming people to do. And again, the solution to this is information. The solution to this is tell people that this is what they're going to do. Let your friends and family know. Just just drop it in conversation. Hey, you guys think they're going to cancel the election this year? I think that's how scared they are of Trump. You think they're, they're just going to cancel elections for the sake of democracy? Just plant that seed. See if See what people say about it. Get... You know, as they're priming people to expect subconsciously the election being canceled, you have to be counter-programming those people and priming them to expect the full-on takeover of the global government as they eliminate elections in their drive towards totalitarian and totally unrepresentative control. They're using information as a weapon. We have to use information as a weapon as well. And I know I, I plugged my Twitter in that uh, last segment, Twitter is definitely my main social media, but I also feel like I should plug my Instagram more because it happened again today. I was on Twitter for like five, six years, never had this happen. I've been on Instagram for less than a year at this point, never cared about it, never liked it, still don't use it really. I get on, I upload the video, I close it. I don't really look around or anything or communicate with anybody on it, but it gets out to normies, man. It is really good at getting to people that aren't looking for this information. Twitter, it's it's pretty contained. It's pretty isolated. It's, it's, it's your followers. They see what you post. Maybe sometimes they might not, but certainly nobody else does. But Instagram gets out to people, and I don't know what it is, but I've had friends, girlfriends. I've had my wife's coworkers. Today, my nanny, the nanny that takes care of our youngest, was like, you know, my boyfriend was sitting there flipping through Instagram reels, and suddenly I heard your voice. She's like, I've never seen your stuff before. And then apparently the guy, you know, went down the rabbit hole and watched all my videos and was like, dang, Info, I didn't just watch InfoWars. Like that can change minds. 
And so I, I think I'm Harrison, at Harrison Hill Smith on Instagram. So if you have an Instagram, that can actually be a very powerful way, reposting reels, getting it out there. Uh, and it's just another weapon in the uh, InfoWar weapons array that we should be uh, using a lot more. Because again, I don't want to be preaching to the choir. I want outreach. I want more people to wake up and to realize just how evil and despotic and mad these people truly are. And we'll illustrate that a little bit more and, and again talk about the, the priming of and the reason for the canceling of the election. And we'll talk about uh, Donald Trump, uh, his trials and, and what he's going through and the way it's being manipulated here in just a second. But I do want to remind you, sharing our information, incredibly important, incredibly effective. Sharing our social medias at Harrison L. Smith on Instagram or at Harrison H. Smith on Twitter, at Real Alex Jones, at Infowars on Twitter. Downloading our videos, uploading them yourself, re-editing whatever we put out, taking things that we say and doing your own research and coming out with content that way. Send it to us. We'll put it on air. It'll be an ecosystem of information. That is an incredibly powerful and free way to help us progress the Infowar. But, of course, we wouldn't be able to make this content in the first place without your support at InfoWarsStore.com. So please do go to InfoWarsStore.com to take advantage of the still-on, apparently, mega super sale. And this was supposed to end two days ago, so I honestly thought it'd, it'd be over by about three this afternoon, but it's still going on. So it's not going to last long, I can guarantee you that. But it is on now, so if you want to take advantage of this massive sale that was supposed to end several days ago, uh, go now to InfoWarsStore.com, up to 60% off, plus free shipping and double Patriot points. In case you missed the beginning of the show, I personally just got top brain from Dr. Jones's natural, Naturals. Uh, my wife has been complaining that she's just been feeling forgetful recently, just been losing things, and, and it's just never happened to her before. So maybe now is the time for her to try a powerful, stress-free nootropic like Top Brain. So I just got this for my wife. She's going to test it out. I'll tell you tell you how she does with it but it's the real deal and we you know i i could tell you like like i do you know dr jones's next uh, next level foundation uh, foundational energy i've never tried it so i can't say this is great it's amazing here's what it does i can just tell you that the ingredients are incredible that the uh the, the way that the different ingredients interact with each other is scientifically proven to be extremely effective and i can tell you it's 30 percent off but I'm I'm not going to lie to you and and you know tell you that I have personal experience with it if I don't. I'm not going to tell you that I'm just not going to tell you anything about the products that isn't true. So what's true about the products is that they're very good. I use at least one every day and uh I have them for my family to help with anything they need help with. And I think they'll help with your family as well. So please do go to infowarsstore.com to support us. Now we are going to get into some Videos on the other side of uh, Trump's reaction. We're also going to be joined by Jesse Lee Peterson in the third hour. I've, I haven't uh, prompted or uh, plugged him yet, but uh, we will be joined by JLP in the third hour, and he'll help us uh, break down some of this stuff as well. In fact, I want to get his take on the Trump trials in addition to some uh, general questions about uh, spirituality and, and the role of a man in the modern world as he is the expert on that. But we're going to talk about Trump on the other side, some pretty incredible information coming out about the orchestration and the deception at the heart of the Trump trials, both criminal and civil. Letitia James basically been completely exposed as a Biden plant at this point. Trump breaks it down. I'll add information to that on the other side. Stay with us. Jesse Lee Peterson 
joins us at 5. Don't go anywhere, folks. Still a lot to come in today's program. January 2024 is here. And that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products. It'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, T-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless and we're going into 2024 together. The eugenicists over a hundred years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump made some uh, very powerful statements today following his uh, civil trial. We're going to get into that in just a second, but this just popped up on my timeline. Vivek Ramaswamy, man, the dude just gets better and better. And he was great already. But every day he does or says something that it just pushes the Overton window that much farther, brings into the mainstream that little bit more the reality of the situation that we're in. He just put this on, on X about 30 minutes ago. Just a list. It's a nice little list from Vivek Ramaswamy at Vivek G. Ramaswamy. Russian collusion, the Hunter Biden laptop story, Charlottesville, Bubba Bubba Wallace, Jesse Smollett, Covington Catholic kids, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory, Steele dossier, don't say gay bill, migrant kids in cages, Georgia election integrity was the new Jim Crow, Duke lacrosse kids, Zelensky is a paragon of democracy, January 6th. Peaceful BLM riots. Ivermectin is a horse dewormer. Trump used tear gas to clear a crowd for Bible photo. The MSM spits in the face of the people every single day with ad nauseum and flagrant lies. And you think the 2024 election is any different? Open your eyes and see the trap they're walking us into right now. Very well said, Vivek, and I couldn't agree more. 
I would just have that list be about 100 items longer. But it's a good start. And another uh, amazing showing from uh, Vivek, revealing that he, he's the real deal. And people, you know, people uh, I don't want to get off on it, but people are like, he's, he's just Indian Obama. And it's like, well, first of all, do you have any idea how successful Obama was for the Democrats? Do you have any idea what a great thing it was for them to get him into office? Like, that, maybe that's not what you mean. Maybe you think he's a fraud. But the fact is, you can't say these things and be a fraud. These are the things they don't want anybody to know. So him saying them alone proves he's not a fraud. Him bringing awareness to these lies itself is like incompatible with him being an establishment plant. This doesn't that doesn't make any sense, but regardless, I just I think he's awesome. So, let's talk about Trump though cuz he is obviously the uh, commander of the movement. He is the chief that we should all be coalescing around and unifying behind. Here is Trump making a statement following his New York fraud trial, clip number 15. Uh, he he Really breaks it down. Let's watch. President Trump, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've gone through years with uh, this person. Uh, she's a political hack, the attorney general. Uh, the judge is obviously extremely friendly with the group. And we'll see uh, what happens. I think maybe he uh, may surprise people on a positive side. We'll have to see what happens exactly. But uh, we've proven this case so conclusively. Uh, we've asked for directed verdict many times. Uh, they don't have any facts. They don't have any evidence against us. Millions and millions of pages, years of litigation, and all politically motivated. She campaigned on a I will get Trump. If you've ever seen any of the uh, seen any of her clips, they're horrible clips. Actually, the anger she's got serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt Attorney General of New York. So we've proven our case. There's not one witness against us other than one person who is a uh, deranged. He's got a lot of problems. He's a man who's uh, been convicted of lying. He's a felon, convicted felon, and uh, not a good person. But that's their only witness, and he's now crashed and burned. They have no witnesses. And by the way, that witness took back everything that he said. He took back everything he said in court, took it all back. So they have no case. It's a shame that a thing like this is able to happen. Uh, businesses leave New York. Uh, she went after Exxon, and they decided to move to Texas. And uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they pay in taxes. I paid over $300 million of taxes over the last number of years. $300 million. And uh, they don't recognize that. They don't recognize anything. So not think of it. Not one witness... Millions of pages of document, years of this nonsense, and now it goes on. And one other factor, we won this case already in the Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals voted in favor of us. But this judge has been very, very slow to accept that opinion because that's not the opinion that he wants. But we won in the Court of Appeals. That's the boss of this judge. He has to know that. And it was a conclusive victory, statute of limitations and other things. And that case has already been won. So uh, that's the story. And I thought we'd come down to 40 Wall Street, which is a great building. And you'd get a chance to see one of the nicest buildings in New York and a convenient place. And I don't have to pay any rent because we have it. And it's been a very successful building. But it's a shame to have to have gone through this for years and years and years. And now we'll see 
if we're going to get an honest verdict, we didn't have a jury. We had no rights to a jury. It's a statute that's never been used before for a purpose like this. I just watched a certain broadcast and they said, you know, they've been looking. Has it ever been used before? This is a statute that's a consumer fraud statute, never been used for anything like this before. And it's a shame. It's uh, it's really a uh, it's a witch hunt in the truest sense of the word. It's election interference. And uh, it just came out. I, this was just right now. Letitia James visited Joe Biden in the White House numerous times during the Trump witch hunt. And this just came out about 10 minutes ago. I got it. And so it's all it's all a conspiracy to try and get Biden, who can't put two sentences together, trying to get him into office. So I just want to let you know that uh, we have our best poll numbers. We have the best everything despite this. And maybe because of this, because the people of the United States, all of those people back there, but the people of the United States really get it. They get it better than anybody else. Yeah, please. All right. So that's uh, him laying down just the, the political aspect of this, the fact that they weren't given a jury trial. I mean, this was all done sort of along the same playbook that they ran with Alex Jones. We covered that with Alex uh, earlier this week. But yeah, just uh, by fiat judges, you know, anti-Trump people, Letitia James herself, who got elected saying, like, if you elect me, I'll charge Donald Trump for something. Uh, just literally announcing their plan to target him with something, and then they come up with some incredibly thinly veiled excuse to charge him. And uh, But, of course, you get the right judge, and he'll let you do it. I mean, they have ultimate control in these courtrooms, and then, of course, it has to be appealed, etc. But uh, here's the story he was pointing to, or at least a gateway version, uh, gateway pundit version of it. Letitia James visited Joe Biden White House several times amid Trump, Trump witch hunt. The New York Attorney General visited the Biden White House three times between April 2022 and August 2023, according to White House visitor logs. Uh, Attorney General James has been investigating whether the Trump Organization inflated values of some of its property, and even just the the baselessness of these charges is something to behold. He took out loans. He provided collateral for those loans. He paid back the loans. There was no damage. There was no injury. There's no injured party. There's no defendant. It's just she just decided that the banks shouldn't have given these loans. You think the banks didn't do due diligence? You think they're just stupid? And he just said, oh, this plot is worth a billion dollars, and so that's my collateral. And they just went, if you say so, Trump, and just signed. No, they looked into it. They decided it was a good enough deal for them. They signed the pay. I mean, this is stupid. This is just, it's stupid. But what she's seeking is to make Trump pay $250 million, although now it's up to $350 million, and also to ban the Trumps from running New York businesses for good, as well as ban Trump and Trump, the Trump organization from buying commercial real estate in New York for five years. And they're making a criminal referral to the U.S. Department of Justice. Now she's seeking $370 million in damages. When there was no victim in this fraud case, she's also seeking to ban Trump and his sons from operating businesses in New York. But just – just to give you a good idea of the, the real scale of the attack against Trump, not only do you have Letitia James and this thoroughly corrupt judge in Garan uh, conspiring to punish Trump for nothing, for something that is not a crime, whatever. Uh, you also have the New York Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, uh, is charging Trump with falsifying business documents over alleged hush money payments. So yes, the Stormy Daniels hush money nonsense is still you know, being shoved down the throat of the justice system when crime is out of control and illegal immigrants are being forced into people's homes. 
they're charged. Uh, he's charging him with falsifying documents over the hush money. The Department of Justice has charged him with federal election interference. Trump's pled not guilty to all charges and maintains his innocence. The trial into Bragg's allegations is scheduled for March 25th, but it may be delayed pending on the election interference trial. So it's like trials are being delayed by other trials, all of them as baseless as the others. And then on top of that, GOP Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has filed a criminal complaint against Fannie Will- uh, Willis over an improper relationship with top Trump prosecutor Nathan Wade. Uh, so Fannie Willis is attempting to prosecute Trump to uh, over the Georgia stolen election. Uh, she had an improper relationship with the prosecutor in that situation who also visited the Biden White House several times in the run-up to this legal battle. So it is all being orchestrated by Trump's enemies because this is a purely political, despotic move by the establishment to destroy their primary opposition. This is third-world stuff, and it is not hard to see from just the facts that everybody can accept. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super-powerful extract using bodies contains over 90 of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease.